scripture reading this evening is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech ye by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent am bold toward you. The Bible says, a merry heart does good like medicine. Proverbs 17 and verse 22. It is a blessing from God to be able to laugh and to enjoy humor. Oh yes, it is a blessing from God. It's not something that happens every day. A pit bull coming to worship. I have, through the years as a preacher, seen several pit bulls come to worship, but we're speaking figuratively, not literally. But today we actually had a pit bull come to worship, and while I appreciate very much our shepherds being concerned about the safety of our children and being outside, what we later came to find out was that the pit bull got in the building. Now that part of it is true, but I want you to rest assured that things were in good hands due to some of the men that we had working security. And they were trying to get a pit bull, and you know a pit bull is one of those critters that basically their head is two-thirds of their body. You know what I mean? There are a lot, there's a lot of head and an awful lot of crunching power involved with a pit bull. Uh, this pit bull actually came to inside the building and got in a couple of Bible classes, but uh, with considerable encouragement, he was escorted outside. All right? I want you to know that these two guys were really working hard. And one of our deacons, you know, those special servants, those guys that are really willing to lend a hand and help, happened to see those two guys, and here is the hand that he did. <laughs> he immediately started getting this on his camera because of the humor of the situation. The pit bull was released to the yard out here, and he promptly jumped the fence. I do want you to know, though, that Adam and I have talked with the secretaries. The pit bull will be included in our attendance records for Sunday morning assembly. And I also want you to know we can all be very thankful that the pit bull was asked if he was interested in a home Bible study while he was here. All right? So sometimes you realize why I didn't go for a career in comedy. I just confined this to the pulpit. But anyway... getting a little more serious, actually a lot, in an abbreviated lesson, if you were asked to describe the heart of Jesus in a very few words, what would you say? 
If you were asked to describe the heart of Jesus, maybe to someone who is not a Christian, someone who's not saved, if you were asked how do you describe the heart of Jesus to a person, what would you say? The gospel accounts consist of 89 chapters in our New Testament. Matthew with 28, Mark with 16, Luke with 24, John with 21. 89 chapters in all. And I want you to know that in only one passage in all of the gospel accounts does Jesus describe his own heart. And I think that whatever we might say about the heart of Jesus... We couldn't go wrong to describe Christ's heart the way he himself described it. Open your Bibles to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And here is how Christ describes his heart. For those that read the older translation, the King James, I am meek and lowly in heart. I am gentle. I am humble in heart. That is how Jesus describes his heart. If anybody in all the world had a right to describe their heart as high and mighty, it would have been Jesus because of who he was. That's not how Jesus described his heart, however. He didn't describe his heart as stern and stodgy, although one might get the impression from a very few Christians that maybe he should have. He didn't even describe his heart as joyful and generous, although it most assuredly was. He described his heart as gentle and humble. When I think of a gentle, humble individual, they are real. And they are accessible. Those words could not be more true of anyone than Jesus. He is real and he is accessible. When Jesus says he is meek or gentle... He uses a word that is not frequently used in the New Testament. As a matter of fact, only four times in all. The word where he says, I'm meek or gentle, is found in Matthew 5 and verse 5. When Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The expression is found in Matthew chapter 21 concerning... Jesus in the triumphant entry and quoting from Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 about how he would ride on 
the donkey. And he would be the humble one, the meek one. The fourth and last time, and this is interesting to me, it's found way in the book of 1 Peter. In other words, toward the end of the New Testament. And it's found in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 4. And the passage speaks of how a wife should adorn herself for her husband. And the expression is whose adorning is not emphasized, stressed so much on the outward, but the inward. That of a meek and quiet spirit, which is very precious to God. So the gentleness, the meekness of Jesus, as he reveals his accessibility and his genuineness, he's real. He's gentle. And then when you look at Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, he says... I am meek and lowly in heart. I am meek and humble in heart. This is the word that's found in James chapter 4. In James 4 verses 6 through 8, when the Bible says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It is the word that is also found in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5, when Peter says, be clothed with humility, because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That word humble again, meek and lowly. It's the word that's found in Romans chapter 12 and verse 16. Look at it. Romans chapter 12 and verse 16. When Paul exhorts the church at Rome, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly, the humble. It is the word that is found in the scripture reading in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 1 that we heard from our brother Steve Horton earlier when Paul writes, I write with you, to you with the gentleness and meekness of Christ. I who, when I am face to face with you, I'm humble. But when I am not near, I'm bold. At least that's what they were saying about him. Putting helium in a balloon is a pretty neat thing. And to see how the balloon can fly, how light 
it is. When you look at Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus says, my yoke is what? Easy. My burden is what? Light. For those people who feel weighed down and stressed out, listen to the weighed down and stressed out. Jesus is the helium that lightens the load so that we can soar, we can fly. It's an interesting thing to consider. What if Jesus had never said a word about pride and arrogance? What if he had never said anything about pride and arrogance? Being high and mighty, having the big head, being full of oneself. Listen, if Jesus had never uttered one word about pride and arrogance, his life and circumstances spoke volumes about how sinful and anti-God it really is. Because if anyone ever had by divine right... the ability to be proud and arrogant, it would have been our God. But when he describes his heart, it is gentle and humble. Can I ask you something? Is that how the people that love you the most and know you the best would describe you? Gentle and humble. Proud and arrogant and stubborn. And the thing is about Jesus, he constantly showed his heart to others. He showed his heart to others in the fact that he came down to this world from glory. You yourselves know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though He was rich, for your sakes He became poor that you through His poverty might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9. A leper came to Jesus in Matthew 8. In Matthew 8 verses 2 and 3, the leper says to Jesus... If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus says, I am willing. Why? I'll tell you why. Because he is gentle and humble in heart. And that shows itself in compassion and care. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 2 and following, a paralytic is let down from the roof... And what an occasion. You know, it's not uh, a daily thing to have a pit bull come to worship. Well, it's not a daily thing to have a lame man let down through a roof. And you know, the first things that Jesus says to that guy is your sins are forgiven. 
Your sins are forgiven. Why? Compassion and care. He's going to go on and heal this man. But he also puts before everyone his heart. He's interested not only in healing from a disease, he wants to heal even more from sin. In passages like Matthew 9 and verse 36, Matthew 14, 14, and Matthew 15, 32, the compassion of Jesus is specifically mentioned. And to have compassion means we feel in our heart for people. If you have a gentle and humble heart like Jesus... You feel for those that are hurting too. I was told when a very young preacher, if you preach to hurting people, you will never lack an audience. Because people are hurting whether they know it or not. If Jesus had never said a word about pride and arrogance being wrong, everything about his life shows how wrong pride and arrogance are because pride and arrogance are the complete anti-God and idolatrous way of life. Anti-God and idolatrous. Because the heart of God is gentle and humble. Twice in the New Testament and only twice Jesus is specifically said to be our example. I know and so should you that Jesus is our example in everything. But only twice is he referred to specifically as our example. Open your Bibles to John 13, 15 through 17. He is our example in His unparalleled humility of service. He is our example in His unparalleled humility in serving. And it's in John 13 that he washes the feet of his disciples. If he was high and mighty, if he was full of himself, and certainly because of who he is, God in the flesh, he could have expected them to wash his feet. But his heart teaches the lesson of humility because his heart is gentle and humble. Is yours, is mine. And then notice this. Open your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Peter 2, 21 and 22. 1 Peter chapter 2, 21 and 22. He's not only our example in humble service, in humility. He is our example 
in godly suffering. He left us an example to follow in his steps. The whole context is about suffering. When we have to humbly serve and when we have to suffer due to nothing that we have done wrong, people see a lot about our hearts. And I ask you, friend, brother or sister, will others see a meek and lowly heart like Christ in us. There was something that simply could not be ignored in Jesus and His heart. There's something beautiful and attractive about that kind of heart. And when more of that kind of spirit and heart is seen in us, more of Jesus will be seen too. The lesson is yours. We're about to stand and sing our song of encouragement. Perhaps there's a brother or sister here that would like our prayers because maybe your heart struggles. I know mine does sometimes to be meek and lowly to be gentle and humble. We'd be honored to pray with you and to take your request to our Heavenly Father. And for those who aren't Christians, maybe tonight is the night you want to swallow your pride, you want to put aside all of the excuses that you may have offered and your stubbornness and say, I want to commit my life To Jesus. I want His blood to wash away my sins. I want God to do what He's promised to do by His grace. I can't handle things. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Let us stand and sing.